Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Shit my way, so you can go kick rocks. I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Six feet deep, wonder but my body won't decay. What's up, everyone? How are you guys and gales doing? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Monday Night Raw. We have Marco from Marco's Motorcycle Nation over here. We got a great show coming up for you. What's up, Marco? What's up, Hollywood? Man, that was nice. You uh, you know what? You promised me you were going to make an open, and you delivered, dude. You are a man of your word. I am, man. Look at this uh, background we got going on in here. Uh, I know, it's scary. Butt. Yeah, you killed it, man. <laughs> I mean, I gave you a week, and all of a sudden you came. It's like we have a brand new show here. We're going to have to try to live up to the expectation level on this damn thing. That we are, man. Today's topic in the beginning, we're going to be talking about Harley Davidson's reputation yeah. as an old white guy brand and how it may be its downfall. And just hearing the title, you have to know where that's coming from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, the fact is, uh, I just read a stat where millennials are uh, buying motorcycles at a 40% less clip uh, than uh, Gen, what is it, Gen Zers? Gen Xers is the next one? Gen Xers. So, uh, you know, I mean, it is. Gen Xers, then uh, millennials, then Gen Zs. Yeah, yeah. So millennials are 40% behind. Uh, where my generation was basically, because I'm a I'm a Gen Xer, so uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. So I mean, it, technically, so I mean, theoretically, I mean, that's you know the Harley Davidson actually lost their uh, their finance manager went over to Lego or some uh, some shot it went to a, a, a gaming company because of all the shit going on there. So, well, one thing I don't understand when they write these type of articles is the fact that they didn't take that uh, into accounting that you know 40 percent less of millennials aren't buying motorcycles and that wasn't the case when generation x was coming up right we used to love motorcycles as we do today yeah but that's not only harley davidson that's across brands the 40 percent yeah yeah it's motorcycles in general so obviously the push is the electric bikes they think that these millennials will jump on these electric bikes i'll get your opinion on that in a second um and then, of course, uh, they're building, uh, you know, Harley just came out a week ago with the 400cc for India. You know, they got a lot of other things other than the United States of America. Of course, they're in, you know, other countries. So um, I don't know, man. I think they're it's hard because when you're an American brand, when you're a brand that's got uh, a lot of uh, a lot of back history, you know what I mean? Uh, it's hard to 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 go into new waters because you just want to do stuff the way you've always done it and it just can't be done like that anymore you're gonna have to do something well you do especially with the challenges that millennia and we always bash on them the millennials generation z but they're facing a different set of circumstances than we were especially with inflation and college loans 
which yeah. might put them out of the market for say a Harley Davidson. And it's a different feel with the younger ones where they're really not into motorcycling for a lifestyle. They're in it for actual transportation. And yeah. a Harley Davidson isn't uh in their deck of cards, if you will. No, there's other brands that are cheaper for for better. And again, like I said, the electric bikes and, uh, you know, obviously crotch rockets at that age. But you know what's funny is I bought my first real nice motorcycle when I was about 30, 33. I got a, a road. I got a CVO Road Glide 2012. That At that time, that CVO Road Glide, and it was a CVO, it was $22,000. And now that Road Glide CVO is $58,000 for a motorcycle. Now, you oh. won't find somebody that loves motorcycles more than me. I, I cannot pay. I can't even pay that much for a motorcycle. So that's why these, these, you know, these young, young kids, young guys come. They can't. That's a lot of money, man. Oh, that's huge money for somebody that has to pay their bills as far as their financial aid and stuff, their student loans. Yeah. Well, let's face it, millennials and Generation Z, you know, that's a group where they're still living with their parents and stuff. So they're not really getting out there in that real world experience. But one thing that I think that really transforms our generation to them is when we were little, we actually got outside. We actually rode bicycles. We interacted a lot yeah. where that transformed us okay man we used to see these cool bikers riding by on these harley davidsons and we wanted one they didn't have that yeah yeah they grew up uh, obviously with a tablet in their hand and uh and, and a participation trophy for everybody definitely was <laughs> it's definitely a different world um i don't know man i there's a lot of uh different circumstances i think with uh with these kids not buying bikes i think uh a lot of it you know i just read uh, harley i think makes think the the gross they make so if you look at harley's actual stock they you know they've gone up because the company since uh what's his name is the, the german guy uh, took over he uh you know what 2018 or whatever the, this yeah. company hit, what's his name yeah uh it's gone up like so the, their stock has gone way up but the bike sales have gone down so they're making so much money on bikes i heard they harley itself makes i think about three thousand dollars on a motorcycle that's not including what the dealer makes so you have the dealer on top of that. So, I mean, there's probably $5,000 inside of a, a bike, uh, you know, a, like a road glide or a street glide maybe that, uh, you know, that's a lot of money to be putting on top of the actual cost of the motorcycle. And uh, then you have to think about all the stuff that's more. Dude, I just filled my gas tank up. It was $67, and I have a Toyota Highlander, and not not a big one. So hmm. there's just there's just way more stuff these days. You know, like I said, eggs, milk, all that stuff costs more. Uh, insurance or inflation's going up and nobody's making more money. So uh, ain't nobody buying brand new Harley Davidson's on I mean, They're buying used ones because you can get them at a better price, but uh, they got to think of something. Right, right. Well, you know, they spun off the live wire company with the electric bikes and stuff, but it's funny how the news media can try to spin the reason why Harley Davidson is doing bad is because of the old white guy brand. And it'd be interesting to hear what you think of the old white guy brand, even though that in the last, it has to be 10 years, a lot of women and minorities have been coming in the sport of motorcycling. 
Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. One thing's for sure. In 2023, uh, old white guy, it's like the worst possible case scenario. You don't want to be a middle-aged white guy. It's, it's nothing good is happening for that. So that just the stigmatism of, of that in and of itself isn't good. But you're right. There are a lot of minorities, a lot of girls. Uh, I go to bike nights here in Toledo, man. There's a lot of girls riding. And I mean riding street glides, road glides, uh, uh, chumped up dinas. I mean, so it's not it's not just that. But, I mean, they really, I mean, here's the thing. The old white guy is the guy that can afford the Harley-Davidson right now. So, they're you know, it's perpetuating its own problem because that's really <laughs> the only people that can afford these motorcycles are are some somebody that's, you know, making some money, has got some tucked away that can afford a purchase like that. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, I think, you know. Well, I think Harley-Davidson kind of shot itself uh, back in the old days where they were going through the AMF years and yeah. they were struggling. Then when they got on, you know, they took on the outlaw biker persona. And now I think it's coming back to haunt them because it's a different age. It's a different uh, air where that kind of stuff really doesn't matter to a younger rider. They just want to go out there. They want to ride. They want to be free. Uh, they're a little more rebellious than ever we were ever. So I think Harley Davidson kind of shot itself in the foot right there. Yes, they were geniuses where a lot of people would give them free advertising as far as tattoos and stuff. They get that, you know, the bars and shield. Sure. But there's just not that loyalty to a brand anymore. Yeah, I think that's across the board. I don't think there's brand loyalty to anything. I think it's who can give me the best deal. And how can I get that best deal? But, um, you know, Harley's in a tough spot because they still need to cater to those guys that are actually buying the bikes, right? So there's that. And then they're trying to get these new ones, um, you know, with the what's that the one that goes cross country? I, I can't sit on it because I'm only like 5'9", and I can't, my my feet don't touch the ground. And the, what's the, you know which one I'm talking about? The one that looks like a enduro bike or something? Oh, yeah, the Pan America. Pan America, yeah. But I, I tried to sit in one of this dealership. I mean, I'm going to have to have, I need, I need like lifts or something. I mean, those things are high as, as all get out, man. Well, you know what? That, you know what was brought about to compete against the African twin and stuff in the off road market. And it's a heck of a bike. It really yeah. is a heck of a bike if you ever seen one in a dealership and stuff. And that's what the younger generation wants is yeah. that kind of product. They're not out there to buy all these big street glides or the bet, yeah. you know, the dressers and stuff. But their price point that they're putting these Pan Americas at is ridiculous. Just like yeah, the live wire electric motorcycle, you're looking at it close to thirty thousand dollars, and mean, that's way out of reach. Yeah. I mean, you think, look, do I need a car or do I need a motorcycle? Because if I'm spending $30,000 and I'm a millennial or I'm, you know, mid-20s, 25, 28, 30, a lot of people don't have enough for a, a, a car and a motorcycle at that price point. Because you're talking about 60, 70 grand for both of them. So, Right. You know. And not including one of the biggest things and one of the biggest gripes about Harley-Davidson Financial is, yeah, they'll uh, finance anybody out there, but at the percentage rates that they finance at is horrible, and you don't got people educated enough to understand what them finance charges is. And let's be honest, the dealerships, they get a piece of that too, of the finance charge. But you can't have somebody 
to say that's 25 years old. And this is the reason why I think they go to the sport bikes because they're cheaper. Right. Or they go to, you know, like a Triumph or a Royal Enfield because you can get a brand new bike for under $10,000 where you can't do that with a Harley Davidson. I think their new Sportster S is starting off at 16 grand. <laughs> for a sporty. I mean, come for on, dude. That's insane. It is insane. And I think that is the issue that they're trying to, to bridge right now. Uh, it's not about the old white guy brand. No, there's too many moving things that are happening where people can't. And that's the biggest uh, gripe is people can't afford them. Yeah. And, well. You know, you got your MR or the MSRP where you got a lot of dealers tacking on 5,000 over that and they yeah. don't come down on it. I mean, it's insane. And then, like you said, with the ins- uh, with the uh, not only insurance, but with the uh, interest rates, dude, it's insane. I mean, I, I mean, the, I, I there are guys that I know that that I ride with, that I hang out with, that are they, you know their motorcycle payment is six hundred dollars, six seven hundred dollars for a motorcycle. Yeah, for a motorcycle, and you no. you look at that. You know, I always thought Harley Davidson, man, it's like having a mortgage on a house and stuff, and you're like. Damn, man, I got a yeah. mortgage on a bike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come that's, on, dude. That's, I see where they're they're coming from with the problems that they're having. Yeah, but what do they do? So, I mean, they can't make, I mean, everything has gone up, right? So, I mean, you know, that's why I think they try with the Riding Academy of getting new people involved. Uh, Harley hasn't been great at getting the new riders to step on a bike. Because here's the thing, man, I do know this. Once you ride a motorcycle, once you just get on one, you a lot of people get hooked. You know, the mm. first time I climbed on a motorcycle, I was seven, seven or eight. I got a dirt bike. I knew right away I was never gonna. I was only gonna ride motorcycle. Like you just catch it young, and then then you go, as soon as you start flying through the wind, that's just something that happens. So you got to get them on the two wheels. Um, mm. So I think they should do. You know, they should maybe do like a. I mean, I guess it would be hard to rent one for the day if you don't. You have to go get your motorcycle license and stuff like that. But I mean, there just has to be a way to get somebody on the bike so that they can feel what it's like to be on and uh, free. Well, what I think uh, Harley Davidson has done is they pivoted towards more of a clothing line than they have a motorcycle company. Yeah, it's fifty percent of their revenue, and they have to do that to make up for. You know, if you got a recognizable brand, put it on a T-shirt that, you know, that's some uh, that's smart way of doing stuff. But it does take away from the company itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, you know, I mean, they definitely have a marketing problem. They have to they have to get the bikes to to other people. But, dude, I I love Harley stuff. I mean, but I can't I mean, mean, you know, those jackets are like there's jackets that I want that are six hundred dollars. I can't. I can't spend that much money on a coat, on a no, pair of boots. Uh, Their boots have gone from like, you know, 100 bucks, 120, 140. Now they're like 280, 260. I'm like, it's just too much. Insanity and W9HGA bill. But hey, it's still cheaper. And, uh, you know, it's still cheaper than what one political side is pushing electrical cars, which averages 67,000 for a car and go up to 100,000 for a nice Tesla. And I know a lot of us older guys are going to have problems with Harley Davidson and how they're going with the live wire. 
but like it or not, that's the future. Yeah. You know, our age wasn't environmentally smart or sound, whatever they want to say it, where you got a lot of generation Z's coming up and that's what they're looking for. It's yeah. just Harley Davidson can't find that price uh, point with it. Yeah. That, the major problem would be, listen, I mean, I have a couple of Harleys. I have three, four. Uh, so I, I love the the Harleys. But, and I probably would ride an electric motorcycle. Like, I'd, I'd probably have one. But there's no possible way that would be my only bike. Because, first of all, for me, the sound. Until they can manipulate the sound to sound like a real motorcycle, I would never ride one. I mean, I would ride one maybe to work if I had it or if I got a, a deal on one or whatever. But I wouldn't that wouldn't be my main source. But you know, like you said, you and I are in a different in a different age group. But these young kids, they don't, you know, they don't they don't know the sound of cranking. I I actually like the the sound of the Harleys with the carburetors and the the old, you know, Evo sound, but the old thumps. You know, yeah, the, you know, the, bop, the bop, 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 bop. I mean, there's nothing better than that. But I do think Harley has a good design team. You know, us older guys are like, oh my God, how do you do that to the sports or what you did? It looks like a, a cross between a Buell and a Sporty. Yeah. But on the other hand, that's the style that they want is yeah. more of a sport bike look than just a regular old Sporty. They yeah. want that yeah. sports feeling. I was a little upset. I'm a, a probably my favorite motorcycle uh, uh, category is the Dyna. I'm a Dyna fan. I've always had a Dyna. I always have a Dyna. When they stopped making the real Dynas in 2016, I I sort of boycotted. Uh, you know, but that like you said, that that soft tail version of the new the new sport they call them the sport glides or whatever. Uh, mm. That is what people like, and it's uh, you know for them it's you know an easy way to make basically all the frames the same and and maybe cut down on cost. But to me, there's so, something to be said for something you know like I mean, there's nothing like a Dyna. Well, no, uh, the new Lowrider to 2023 is just amazing, and I got the 2015, but this 2023 what they're coming out with the different styles and stuff is just amazing and i think that's one been one of harley's downfalls especially when we were coming up they never had different models yeah it was always the same models and all they did was change uh some pain here or change this and there yeah. and i think they finally woke up to that fact that hey you got to give a different type of product to the different type of generations yeah, well, and I think that uh, goes back to the very first point you made, that they're stuck in their ways. you got an old company that knows how to do it, that has been doing it for so long, they don't want to change. Mm -hmm. And that's right. kind of the problem, you know. So, But they started with, the, you know, I think the breakouts were, uh, you know, a little switch for them. You had the rocker that was a little different, a little, you know, more of a rake, um, and, and, and some of the, you know, uh, soft tails, but... Yeah, they, they didn't have a lot of variety. You, you either, you know, you just had a few, you had the few cruisers, a couple of, you know, of the big ones, and then uh, and then pretty much that's it. But Well, they also went into the fact that uh, they overhauled the process of uh, manufacturing the bikes as well. Yeah, a lot of people get upset with the layoffs and stuff, but you got to consolidate in business. Yeah, I was never big. You need to make every nut and bolt in America. I mean, most of the motorcycle is still made in America. Everything can't be 
you know, n- no one with common sense is going to say everything has to be, you know, can't be metric on it or whatever. I, I know some guys out there I'm probably pissing off, but, um, you know, obviously you have to you have to look at the bottom line and they have done a pretty good job of that. But That's I don't know. Just- reality to be all american made anymore that's too hard it's too i mean it would be too much it's already too expensive well you look at the newer bikes they need them chips the only ones uh that can make that is taiwan they got 90 percent of the semiconductors out there look at the the problem they had with the pickup trucks and stuff yeah and that's yeah. going to be the same thing here you know well, but the money yeah. flows through the united states through milwaukee yeah, well, I, you know, I was lucky enough to live in Milwaukee, so um, I was good enough to kind of go down to the corporate office and see what's going on in there. And uh, it's it's you know it's pretty amazing what they've done. You know, I'll tell you, I tell you what, they've held their own for you know over a hundred years. So, uh, but there, well, it looks. I would say you were lucky living in Milwaukee, but yeah, <laughs> <Each and all. laughs> yeah, I did. I liked being a near Harley Davidson, and I liked a few of the other things. Other than the weather sucks balls. Um, oh yeah, but, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you're getting that in Chicago there, but yeah. So to me, I think they, they've really kind of, you know, they've been treading water and they've released, I think they just, they have to walk such a fine line because they can't piss the connoisseurs of Harley off, right? The old school guys. And yet they still need to sort of go into a new atmosphere. So it's not easy what they're trying to do. I will give them that credit. It's not easy to try to get the new people, keep the old people, everyone happy. You'll never keep everybody happy. So. Well, I, I tell you what, man, it, it does upset me when they say, well, the middle-aged man, they're all starting to get out, they're dying, blah, blah, blah. But if you really think about it, those that are actually hardcore in the sport of motorcycling, by time they get to that age, they're the ones buying it up. So yeah. they got 50% of the bike market right now, and well, that's he's going to stay you know they're never going to be able to compete with the 750 and cc and under category they're never going to be able to compete in that because of honda and uh, suzuki and stuff yeah yeah that's not something they're they're going to achieve i know like i said they just came out with uh, the indian uh harley uh india with that 400 cc that they're super it's pretty cool looking bike actually but yeah it's not going to be released here in america anyway but i mean they got to concentrate on what they do well and for me the you know the the street glide road glide they need to you know those and of course the new the new then they got the new styles with the new sport you know sport glides and all that stuff so I, I don't know I'm not a big fan of the sporty the one the new one they came out with I, you know I don't know how much of that is me I'm just older now and I'm stuck in my ways probably a little bit of that but um, well yeah well then you have to look at another uh, one of Harley's problems is they're competing against themselves and when I say that. They're competing against themselves in the aft or in the used bike market. Oh, you yeah. know, everybody's going to grab a used one before they go for a new one. So now they got to still compete against themselves because let's face it, it's cheaper in the used bike market. It is. And something, you know, it's funny is uh, what I hate about the used bike market when I sell one is when you let's okay, because here's a lot of people don't look at what do you do when you buy a Harley? 90% of the guys. What are you doing? You're taking, you're putting new bars on. You're definitely putting new pipes on. You're probably going to redo, you know, the the you know highway bar or your pegs or your grit. You know what I mean? You you always customize it. You never buy. There's very few people that buy one off the lot. That's how they ride it. They never change it. So there's a big market. Obviously, you know how expensive that stuff is. So, but the thing that sucks is when you got like six grand into a bike 
and you sell it, what happens? You don't get a dime, not not one dime for all the stuff that you put on your bike. The tuner, the pipes, the bars, the inner wiring, the LED all around. I don't know how many times I've lost money in doing that and trade trading stuff in because you don't, you know, obviously it's like anything else. You just don't get what you you, you get it. So if I'm gonna buy a new sporty, or am I gonna buy one that somebody put five or six thousand dollars into, and it's cheaper? Mm. You know, it, I mean, it's almost a no brainer. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I'd, I'd rather take a used one all day. Well, JD Ryder, he says I got a low rider ST 2022 thousand mile engine grenade. Uh, Bill W nine uh, HG. It sounds like you're a radio guy, right there. Uh, the Rogue Glide 3 is awesome and selling like hotcakes, again, from the geezer point of view. If I hadn't already dropped uh, 8K in mods on my Tri-Glide, I've gone with the RG3. See what I just said? 8K in, mo- in modifications is what talking. He So he put $8,000 into the the look and feel of the bike. Crazy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what we do. Uh, for me, I will never not have a Road Glide. To me, I'm telling you, Road Glides, that's my baby. A road glide and a Dyna. In a perfect world, that's that's what I would have in my garage and a chopper. Well, you know, and, I got that dresser and I got that lowrider there. Let me tell you, last week I went out on a lowrider because I really use that just for local stuff and then the dresser for the the bigger stuff. Right. But, yeah, it, it is night and day. It really oh. is. Yeah. Yeah, if you're just going to hop around a little bit, you know, 100 miles and less or whatever, man, there's nothing better than uh, jumping on a Dyna. You know, that's my, so, you know, not that anybody needs to know what my thing is, but I'm going to have a road glide and I'm going to buy the last year. So anybody, any of you guys watching right now, if you have a Dyna Lowrider, uh, Lowrider S 2016 or uh, early 17, the black one with the 110, that's going to be the last, that's the last Dyna out there, the real Dyna. I'm buying one. And that's going to be the last motorcycle that I have uh, for that. But uh, I need to start making some extra. See, well, I told you in the in the green room when you and I were talking that I don't have any money. And now you understand why I don't have any money. Because every time I get a little bit of money, I buy a motorcycle. Out. Uh, by the <laughs> way, it's 847-957-1656. You can always call into the show if you would Whoa, like. we got a phone number? We got a phone number, man. Here we go. Somebody call that. I want to see how you do this. This is incredible. You're on air. What's up? Here we go. Somebody call that. Uh, He's feeding back on his side. Yeah, you're on air, man. What's up? Somebody call that. Oh, you know what? Yeah. So listen, if you're going to call the number, you can't listen to the computer because the computer is probably 20 second delay or so. So you just have to listen on the phone. We run into this problem on the on the on the radio because we we are in a huge delay. And so if they're listening to the actual radio and trying to be on the phone, it doesn't work. Yeah, give us a call back once you get that figured out, man. Uh, Don't it's turned off. Okay, cool. What's up, buddy? Hey, what kind of miles you guys actually ride a year? Well, we're looking at uh, with me, um, at least nine to ten. I ride a little bit more. I, I uh, ride from Toledo to Milwaukee every other week, so I, I usually on a on a decent year we'll put about sixteen to eighteen thousand miles on a motorcycle. Okay, Milwaukee to Toledo is that your long hauls? 
No, no, no. That's why I just go get my son every the weekend. Long hauls for us. Uh, you know, obviously we ride to. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we have a few runs for us. We went to Wyoming, uh, from, from, um, Milwaukee. I like to ride to the, we go to the East coast all the time. So, uh, and yeah, usually with me, it's, uh, Pennsylvania down the Florida, uh, Florida. at least, uh, once a month, uh, from Illinois down the Pennsylvania, or we'll go up to the Northern part of Wisconsin, or we'll go down to Florida. What, uh, what's your name, man? Okay. My name's Jerry. And road glide is definitely like for that or an electric glide. Electric glides yeah. are nice. Yeah, I got an electric glide, but me, it was, hey, man, as soon as I seen an Evo, I picked that sucker up because I love Evos. You can work on them suckers uh, all you want all day. And uh, yeah, I jumped on that. But with yeah. the low rider, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the short trips and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, what about your long haul, man? What uh, what's the longest you've gone on your road on your uh, electric glide? Um, nine hundred miles in a day going to Sturgis. All right. Oh, <laughs> where you at? Ass. <laughs> North Northeast Ohio. Northeast, Northeast Ohio. Ohio. You're in uh, Marco's yep. neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Toledo. Um, actually, we're we're northeast of Cleveland. Okay, northeast of Cleveland. So, yep, you're about a uh, about fifty minutes to my east. Yeah, Toledo. Yeah. That's where my daughter bought her Honda. We went up and brought it home. Rock nice. on, man. Well, you are a very first caller on our show, man. I love it. This is amazing. I feel like I'm back <laughs> on the radio. Well, that's great. I've been watching both you guys for a while here now. Man, I'm I really appreciate that. what's going on. I really yeah. appreciate it, man, for all the sport yeah, and stuff. We love it. Make sure you maybe come to a bike night or something and uh, and look me up. We'll uh, we'll we'll definitely hook up. Yeah, I uh, travel all over the place when I can get time off work to do it. Well, there you yeah. go, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, know. you calling in, Jared. That was uh, yeah. Kick butt. yeah. Your, your your comments on CBOs kind of got me because they're probably the most overpriced thing out there on the market. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Slide will go any place the CBO will go just as comfortable for a lot less <laughs> than you my bike for what you paid for one of those. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, you know, the the one that it was the skunk. It's the 2012 uh, black and white one, and I just I just had to have it because uh, it's kind of a unique bike, and then uh, then. I put like 80,000 miles on that bike and then uh, turned it in. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't where it was very expensive. <laughs> that it was. Yeah, no. yeah. All right, Jared, we got another call coming in. I really appreciate okay. it, man. Get going. You're awesome, right. buddy. Keep it on two wheels, Jer. Look at What's you, man. You're taking you are on air. How you doing? Love this. You there? Hey, Hollywood, how you doing today? Marco, what's up, fellas? Yeah, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, hey, how yeah you we got you loud and clear. Okay, this is Brian calling from Columbus, another Ohioan. All right, we got a lot in my neck of the woods. I'm beating you, Hollywood, 2 nothing here in, uh, in Ohio. Yeah, Love it. You, man, there's no Chicago guys out there. <laughs> what's going on tonight, man? Anything good? Yeah, listen... Well, listen, you know, you talk about uh, young guys uh, 
buying bikes. Um, I see a lot of the young guys uh, riding Harleys. You, you got see a lot of young guys. You got feedback. Make sure you turn everything down. Yeah. Okay, I got it turned down, and matter of fact, I got it off. Okay, yeah, no, he's just he's just loud. I like it. So you see a lot of young guys. You, you think the young people are buying motorcycles and riding as much as we are? Um, I don't know if it's as much as we are, but I see them out there. But I think the I think the main problem is the price. Yeah, yeah, the price is insane right now. How do you uh, think yeah. you overcome the price point? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, mm. I just don't know, but I, I think, um, Harley Davidson's got to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of bike do you have, man? I've got a 2019 soft tail slim. Oh, yeah, the black yeah. one? I'm talking about, is it the, well, yeah, like Marco said, is it the black one? No, it's a matte white finish. Oh, nice. So would yeah. you, would it's a beautiful you, bike. I like it. A lot of people rag on the Milwaukee 8 engine, but I haven't had any problem with it. That Milwaukee 8, man, uh, it's uh, it's definitely powerful. I mean, they, they've done a nice job with that. They didn't have a lot of the problems right off the bat, you know, when they changed the engine. So, Right. They, yeah, yeah. Listen, fellas, enjoy. I'm enjoying the show. I'll let you go now. You're awesome, right, man. Take care, man. Thanks Second for caller out of Raw, man. Second caller out of Ohio, dude. You're getting killed tonight, Hollywood. Love it. Have a great week. You too, take care, buddy. Man. Keep it on two wheels, brother. Bye bye, man. Look, take, yeah, take care. I uh, love this. It. Like we're on the radio, man. It's like I'm back uh, earlier today, <laughs> just <laughs> doing this. It's awesome. Oh, it is awesome, man. Uh, I always uh, love interacting with everybody on the show and stuff like that. Uh, but he does have some uh, good points, and I think it's everybody's saying the same thing. It all has to do with price point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I think the used market is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply big um you know i mean like i said if you can get uh, a nice bike for 10 grand that's got five six thousand dollars in modifications to it you know it's already got the pipes it's already got the bars it's already got you know all the stuff changed out on them the highway bars the leds you know what i mean then you're you know why would you i mean listen having something new is fantastic but i mean it's a pain you know when i've, I've had a brand new bike i had a 20 uh 2019 road glide um and you, you got to do your thousand mile service. You got to do your five thousand mile service. You got to do your ten thousand mile service. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff you have to do when you get these, get the new bikes. There's a lot of upkeep. So, exactly. Uh, if you don't do the upkeep on anything, it's gonna break down and stuff. So, if you're spending that kind of money on a Harley and stuff, you better be uh, taking care of it. Yeah, yeah. And then if you don't, you know, obviously if you can't work on stuff, you get, you know, they sell you the extended warranty bs you know and then and listen it is bs until you throw a 
you throw something or you, you know, one thing that's not covered that I found out, I, I, I did get that when I bought my road glide and I, uh, the belt, I snapped a belt. Actually, I snapped two belts. Uh, that's not covered. And that's like an $1,800 if you go to the Harley dealership. It's pretty pricey. Well, you know, I had the uh, three-year extended on my low rider, and it came in handy for me because of the fork seals popped. Yeah. And they replaced them right away, the fork seals. Yeah. And that could be another conversation for another show as far as warranty and if it's worth it or not. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have, if you don't have either brothers that are mechanically inclined or you yourself are not mechanically inclined, it's probably a good idea because, uh, I mean, it's, it gets very expensive, even the right. little stuff. And like you said, the computer chip, that, it's insane. <laughs> I love it, man. You're on air. Make sure you turn the phones down. What's up? This is Gary. Uh, Gary. I just want GT Gibbs. What's up, GT? How you doing, buddy, man? You've been watching me for a long time. What's up? Yeah, well, I just wanted to let you know, uh, you nailed the, you hit the nail on the head with that FM Evo motors. Last motor they really had that a guy could you know, completely tear down and work on himself. Yeah, you can basically, you can carry a tool bag with you and you break down on the side of the road, you'd take the engine out of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on a twin cam, old one heritage. Okay, so you're on the old one. Did you have to take care of uh, the cam tensioner yet? No. So that... No, no. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Chicago born. Uh, I just grew up on the West Coast in Utah. Oh, yeah. Well, we got a Chicago boy in the house finally out of all your. Yeah, he said West Coast, man. He said West Coast. <laughs> you tried to yeah, steal I'm one of them. the West Coast in Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah, usually uh, GT with the O1s, and uh, I don't know, they fixed them finally in 03 or 04. Was those uh, yeah, chain? All uh, uh, I have problem with with that key and carburetor, and I went with an S and S, and it it's done me fine so far. I had an O six. Yeah, you got to put a Makuni in there, boy. Makuni is a good one. Yeah, you got to go with a Makuni, man. But the S and S, man, they still S and S is uh, good. They got a thump to I them, put, man. I put a lot of Makunis on other people's bikes, but I never put one on mine. <laughs> I like the S. Like, it's just, it's just been the uh, yeah. linker, linker. Yeah, yeah, you can't go but, wrong with that, uh, Keep it up, man. You're doing a good job uh, being a voice for out there. I appreciate you. I love it, man. And, I appreciate all your support. Uh, yeah, man. I, hey, I sent you a, I sent you something on a story too. I don't know if you ever got it. Where'd you send it to? Uh, I, I left it on the phone and uh, left a message on or a comment on one of your. Okay, one I'll, of your, uh, I'll go back and uh, I'll go back and it's check on it your out. Phone someplace. I think it's a story you'd be interested in. I think it ties in with them lost clubhouses. Hi, sounds I good. I the club out west for uh, nine years. Awesome. Nice, I will check man. That'll be uh, I'll check the studio just, phone for you. Yeah, man. I'm just another old rider now, but you guys take care. 
You too, buddy. Appreciate Thank you calling on in. Two wheels, brother. Bye. Keep it on two wheels. Rock and roll. We're going to go to our next segment here. If you guys want to get involved in the fun, all you have to do is call the line 847-957-1656. If you want to get into this game, Marco always has some fun stuff lined up for us. You know, I always have some fun stuff. Go for all it, right, man. So, all right. Well, I wasn't sure if you were going to. All right. So uh, this is, uh, uh, let's see where we're going to go here. This is called uh, uh, Here's Your Sign. So I'm going to play uh, see the real signs. Uh, that uh, are located all over uh, America. By the way, if you see a sign that is just jacked up, take a shot of it and email it to me at uh, you know Marcos Motorcycle Nation at gmail dot com or uh, Hollywood here. Uh, but we're gonna these just go. It's called Here's Your Sign. So these are actual signs uh, that um, that we might have here. So uh, let's just see. So uh, my cock real estate. How do how do I get it? Yes, uh, my cock real estate. Uh, have you ever seen? You ever seen those guys? No, nah, I never seen that. Is that in your neighborhood? <laughs> You're messed up, man. Uh, how do I? Uh, you don't see it around Chicago and have a bunch of boat holes in it. <laughs> What's good, everybody? I'm Danny Delo from Danny Delo. Sorry, I got, I got the wrong button there. Uh, dude, can we pause this? No, it don't pause, man. It it pause. Just, All right, well, we're we're gonna go through. We got seven, so. How about this one? You ever shop there? I don't know. I think I want to, though. <laughs> I wonder if you'd have uh, a stripper. Oh, look at that. The glory hole. Are you like, uh, That's in church, man. Oh, my God. Hey, you want some Chinese food? Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Where do you come up with this stuff? How about this, man? You hungry? Let's go to Fat Fook. You Fat Fook. <laughs> Here's one for FIFA World Cup, man. Come on, our girls. Holy cow with you. What is that? Come sales? <laughs> uh, normally, I could stop these. How about this Pepsi? Put a little jizz in your shopping. I don't know. I'm not a uh, Pepsi drinker, thank God. Here's one for you, man. Toilets and urinals flush with reclaimed water. Do not drink. Because, you know, in case you were thinking about drinking those. Who the KKK <laughs> <laughs> Kellogg's? Uh, how about Doctor Wiggles Wiener Wagon? You ever eaten there? Nah, I never would either. <laughs> oh, this one I think just got all jacked up from the kids. Sloppy anal steam derby. The sign there says absolutely must grease both nipples twice a day or pay major penalties. And who doesn't love a little ass kebab? I'm talking that's Europe. It has to be. Look at it. An anal <laughs> cloth. Really? Oh, you know, my God. Pop Patrol said, uh, used to have a city sign in my town that read, please slow driveway. Once it hit the internet, <laughs> they changed it out pretty quick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, but, yeah I'm being, I thought we could pause those and uh, and kind of go through each one of them, but I had to make it a video because you can't put pictures in this thing. So we're still learning this format. Yeah, we but, are. Uh, we're learning this format and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to pause it. I thought we could here, but uh, yeah. So uh, so there you go. There's a, We'll just run through here again uh, real quick. Let me see if I can. So there's uh, the Mycock Real Estate. There's a, like, I think they're missing a letter there, pretty sure, but I don't know what it's supposed to be. Uh, it's, a Z, it's an O. 
<laughs> oh, and the Glory Ooh. Hole Church. Where do you go to church? I go to the Glory Hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, and who wants it? That looks a little, that doesn't look fresh. I can tell you that much. Semen. No, uh-uh. My favorite place to eat, the Fat Fook. Fat Fook Kitchen, so good. Uh, come on, our girls, for the FIFA World Cup. That was uh, back in the day. Right. Um, sure, that was a good one. And, uh, of course, Positions Kitchen, Front House, and Come Sales. If you're into that, solicitors, uh, candidates will be notified. <laughs> Pepsi, put a little jizz in your shopping. Uh, That's pretty bad. That actually, you uh, sounded good on that. <laughs> the toilets and urinals flush. Like you're doing a voiceover. Do not drink. This is Kellogg's. There's three different uh, displays, but of course, KKK, which is not great to have in a place. And then uh, your favorite place to eat. You're, there's the, the lunch truck outside your house, Dr. Wiggles Wiener Wagon. Uh, <laughs> sloppy anal fisting derby, June 4th and 5th. You wanna, you're going to want to be there on uh, June 4th and 5th. Trust me on that one. Uh, must grease both nipples twice a day or pay major pen, uh, penalties there. I don't know what that is, but uh, apparently it's big. And, of course, ass kebab. Ask so there you kebab. go. Uh, there's called There's Your Sign. And uh, if you see a good sign, you can always uh, hit us up and, uh, and, uh, and and send it to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Jason, they need to stop trying to cater to all the yuppies, get back to catering to blue collar again. What's your take on that, Marco? Well, the the problem is the yuppies again have disposable income, and so if they're going to put a forty eight thousand dollar road glide out there, the blue collar worker is going to have a hard time. You know that's what I'm blue collar, and and that's a that's a big bite to eat for me. So I think the yuppies are going to be there because they have the disposable income, uh, you know, making one hundred and fifty, one hundred eighty year a year, so they can just buy a fifty thousand dollar motorcycle, and it's not a big deal. But He's right. Harley was built on the blue collar worker, the union worker, the guy that was, you know, working at the gas station that wanted to ride his motorcycle. And at some point, it's like everything else. It's just outgrown its original audience. Right. You know, so now you just have to have money or you have to, you know, I mean, all my bikes at this point, I got a 2007 Road Glide. I got a 2001 Fat Boy. I've got a 2006 Softail Chopper and I got a 2012 Dyna. So none of mine. That's the reason why you're broke right there. (laughs) Hey, they're all paid off. All of them are paid off. But uh, they're (laughs) not new. They're not new. Because I can't afford to do your own work on them or what? What's that? Do you do all your own work on them or? I don't. Yeah, I have have friends. Luckily, I have a lot of brothers that that help me out. So that is, knock on wood, phenomenal. But uh, yeah, you know what's funny is my dad is was you could work on cars and bikes and he'd always be like, Hey, do you want to change the oil? And I'm like, Nope, I want to ride. So I'd be out riding and not paying attention where I should have been paying attention. If I could go back to those days, I would definitely learn how to turn a wrench. It was the dumbest thing that uh that I didn't do because I'm at the 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 beck and call of the Harley dealership, man. I mean you're talking what is it now? It's one hundred and seventy five dollars an hour in, in the shop there? Isn't that what it is? One eighty? Yeah, it's about that, but I'd look in the I'd look into independence and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of them around anymore because all this new technology. Yeah. Yeah. And and some of this stuff they can't work on without the Harley technology. They got to put it on the machine and do all that jazz. So, I mean, you know, like you said though, the Evo, anybody can rip an Evo apart and, and do whatever. So, well, that's just like me with, uh, the low rider. That's the first bike I ever had with fuel injection. Everything else was carbureted. 
Yeah. And, you know, I freaked out the first time I got that electric glide and had a radio on it. I was like, <laughs> really? They got radios? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My radio is headphones plugged into my phone, basically. Uh, that's it. And then inside the What's your favorite around. bike out of all yours? Man. You know, it's it's gonna be this is a this is gonna sound like a stupid answer, but it's the one I'm riding. I I love the Road Glide because I just love Road Glides. I love the Fat Boy. It's got 18 inch apes on it. It's it's a great little mid. You know, I can ride that thing 800 miles or 50 and be okay on it. The Chopper. I'm a Chopper guy. I always have a Chopper. Uh, and like I said at the beginning of the show, Dyna is my favorite motorcycle. Mine's a 2012. I'm gonna trade that or sell that and get a 2017 once I get some cash on me. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, that'll be the final, that's the final year of the real Dyna. And that'll be, uh, the last Dyna that I ever buy. Well, on your channel, uh, Marco's motorcycle nation, you're going to be having an interview with the chopper builder, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I just talked to him yesterday. He's a super guy, man. Uh, he's Mike's chop shop, man. That guy is, uh, he's incredible with, uh, the amount of, uh, uh, bikes that he has actually, you know, what? while we're talking, I might, uh, might download something here real quick and just play it for you it's insane dude this guy uh oh you know what i might have taken all those i took them all off my my icloud but uh yeah anyway i'm gonna be putting that up there and uh it's it's awesome this one coming out uh well i gotta edit it down he wants to add a couple more things he called me today so uh probably it's gonna be sometime this week he was at mama tried in uh in milwaukee he does a lot of the big shows and uh this guy's amazing he's working on a knucklehead I think it's a 1957, I think, knucklehead. He's got a couple pan heads and a couple. Of, I mean, the guy's he's a great builder, but he's also a connoisseur of old bikes. And uh, this knucklehead that he found, he, he he's, he's a dealer, so he, he sells other motorcycles. But he had this guy uh, say, hey, I got this old knucklehead. It was in, and this goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's a 1957 knucklehead that was in a barn that had not been started in 15 years. Okay, sitting. It started on the fourth kick. Started fourth kick, fifteen years, nineteen fifty-seven, I think, or so in there. Started right up. Oh man, talking about choppers, everybody. uh, Take a look at this. Do do you claim that you can party? Do you think you can keep the pace all night? Join Hollywood and Marco from Marco's Motorcycle Nation. As they live stream the Midwest Chopper Fest, July 22nd, gates open at noon, Chopper, Bobber, Zodic, Custom, and Vintage Classes, Midwest Chopper will also be adding a Best in Show category, the Monster Trophy, of course there will be live music, food, and booze available, plus other shenanigans. Get what I mean? Bring your choppers and come party and hang out with Hollywood from Insane Throttle and Marco from Marco's Motorcycle Nation at the Midwest Chopper Fest and 304 Vickman Road, Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. Oh, man, just seeing that gets my blood pumping, dude. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. We're going to have chopper builders all over the country going to this thing. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing live stream if you guys can't actually be there, but uh, they do have RV parking and all that good stuff where you camp out. They have a breakfast the next morning. It's actually the whole weekend of nothing but old school parties. Oh, it's gonna be fun. We're doing a we're actually doing a live show up there, aren't we? 
yeah, we're doing a live show from there. I don't know, man. I'm really psyched to see if they got any panheads showing up. Oh, man. That would be the best. Wait do you see this video. You're going to love it. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Chopper Fest is going to be amazing, and I know there's a few little small shows uh, near us uh, we got to get to as well. But uh, if you're watching this and you can come out to uh, Wisconsin uh, at that date and uh, hang out with us, man, we would love it. I love talking to uh, everybody we uh, we talk to every uh, Monday night here and uh, meeting all the people that are on our channels. I think it's super awesome. It's just another way to connect. I love it. Mm. What do you got for video-wise, man? You got some fun stuff before the show ends? What uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, we have a very... Yes. I appreciate that, Neil. So does Marco. First time on your channel. Uh, he's in a running for a chopper build from OCC and needs the votes. Uh, go ahead. Oh, nice, man. Uh, well, you may know if you listen to my radio show here in uh, Toledo or uh, if you uh, watch some of my other social media, I have this very special Siri. It's uh, an iPhone 5S. Uh, it's never been updated. It's on that very first operating system. This is when Siri was uh, was sort of a bitch to everybody. They had to recall Siri and uh, and tweak her and make her. Now she's super sweet. Like, hi, how can I help you? She wasn't this way back then. Uh, so we have people ask our special Siri question. This question is uh, Siri. How uh, should I tell my boss at work that she puts too much makeup on her child? It looks like it's crazy. She's only 12 and she's wearing a ton of makeup. So what should I say to her? This is what uh, Siri says here. Well, let me see. How can you respect your manager at work, even though she puts way too much lipstick on her child? Well, the trick is to respect her just enough not to get fired. But you could do this the next time you see her with excessive makeup. Just say something like, hey. I didn't know your child was going to be a rodeo clown. Or you could say where is the Ronald McDonald clown auditions going on today? I think you see where we are going with this. At some point your manager will have to ask herself why you keep referring to her kid as a clown. If she calls you out on it just tell her you're clowning around. Oh you could even ask her if her favorite football player is Jay Davian Clowney. Ask them if they are going to an insane clown posse concert. ha. <laughs> you may even want to throw in a few Joe Pesci lines and say something like what am I a clown to you? The idea is to make a subtle point and leave her thinking about why all the clown references. I'm betting it will sink in and you will no longer have to fool with all those clowns at work anymore. Keep it subtle, yeah. but uh, that was anything but subtle. Yeah, right? <laughs> Calling your child a clown. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there you go. That uh, That's uh, some tough love with Siri for you right there. A very special Siri that... Uh, on her own with uh with her advice <laughs> you got that right man <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there you go yes you can uh listen to uh, the marco on k100 out in ohio uh right on the app i think you guys got an app don't you we do yeah you have just uh type in uh, the google play store or the apple store k100 uh toledo and you'll see it's a it's a big red white and blue um sign you can also uh we've got a podcast wherever you get podcasts called uh the overflow show uh with uh, lynn and marco you can uh, hear that uh on uh anywhere you get po uh, podcasts as well but uh yeah you should listen in five to ten eastern standard time on our radio show man you go you wake up earlier than me yeah i get up at 3 30 when you you get, you get up early though man yeah i get up there about four but damn yeah <laughs> trust me it hurts but my well my alarm goes off at three, and then I have. It's funny. I have one iPhone in my like that I, that I keep near my bed that is has six alarms on it. So it goes off at three, 
308, 310, 316, something like that. And then I have one more that's at, at 4 o'clock. And if that one goes off, I'm late. There you go. Well, how you doing, Alex? Everybody else in there. And I really appreciate you guys doing the call-ins. Oh, my every, gosh, dude. Every Monday, we're going to be right here on uh, the Raw show at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on Insane Wheels and Marco's Motorcycle Nation. If you yeah. haven't subscribed yet, make sure you get your butts over there. Yeah, I need and some more subscribers. I just passed 2,000, so you're only 48,000 ahead of me. Well, actually, I'm almost, you know, if you go towards Facebook, I'm at 120,000. But, you okay. know, that's all right. Uh, who's, bra- <laughs> who's counting, though, right? I mean. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> appreciate everybody coming and joining us today. It was an awesome discussion on Harley Davidson and a lot of great phone calls, a lot of good oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Perfect. It was uh, super awesome. Man. It's so cool to talk to people. Like, we're back on the radio, man. But you got that number up and everything. Now, I'm just pretty impressive, man. I'm going to give you an A for today. An A. I get an A for uh You get an Mark. A for it. <laughs> I'm grading you out, man. A. We'll catch you guys later. Rock on. I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay